reasoning for, for doing the donations is, wow, I, I dodged a bullet here. What can I do to, you know, pay it back? Hi, I'm John Yeager, and you're listening to Bloodworks 101, the podcast produced by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest that'll hopefully educate or inspire you to give either time, money, or blood. His name is Peter Bono. And we live on uh, a little beach down at the south end of Vashon Island. He's a longtime blood donor. That's actually how I met him a few weeks ago at the Bloodworks Northwest Central Donor Center on Seattle's First Hill. Peter was there donating convalescent plasma, COVID-19 convalescent plasma, what's been called CCP. It wasn't his first time, but I'll get to that in a minute. Peter Bono used to work at the University of Washington. He was an IT manager. He's 69 and retired now. And I manage a bunch of project managers, so things like classroom management software, that would be a project to deploy that, and my guys would do that. Emergency telephones on campus, my guys would, would make sure those got installed. Stuff like that. Boy, so, so if you were still working, I imagine you'd be really working right now. You know, it's very, very strange. My my uh, my team members were all very tech savvy, and I allowed them... Uh, encourage them, as a matter of fact, to work from home on Fridays before. So they're all really good at doing this. So I asked them, we have a little get together once a month. I asked them, well, what's this like nowadays? They say, well, you know, nowadays, everyone has to be telecommuting all the time. So it's actually easier for us. So that was amazing. You know, well, you had your crew prime then. I mean, in a way they were, they were, if you can be ready for this, they, 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 they had already developed work habits. Right. Right, and, and the technology to support those work habits. Okay, I'm sharing Peter's story with you now because Peter Bono got sick last year with COVID-19, but that's only part of the story. All right, so tell me how you got sick. Uh, tell me tell me your COVID story, if you would. Yeah, um, my daughter is a, uh, a, a women's uh, reproductive rights activist, and she was giving a speech uh, along with a bunch of others on the steps of the Supreme Court in February. So we flew out there to support her. And uh, that was right when all the COVID stuff was just beginning to get kind of popular. So we took along alcohol scrubs and we wiped down the plane seats and everything. Uh, but we were on a plane. And then we uh, it was before... Um, masks were indeed encouraged for the general population because they were saving all the N95s for the uh, medical professionals. So we were in in crowds, uh, shoulder to shoulder with folks, and uh, going to restaurants. and uh, And then on the way back, we were on the plane again, and then walking on the beach. Um, on March 11, I started to feel like, oh, this doesn't feel quite right. And March 12, I felt like, well, you know, this doesn't feel very good at all. And so for the next couple of weeks, I was uh, flat on my back. And my wife was my nurse, Jane Fuzzy Wuzzy, bringing up you know, soup and stuff like that. Uh, I had a fairly mild case. Um, Having said that, it was it was two weeks on my back, and then another oh my god five or so 
just trying to get up to somewhere near 100%. So you were lucky in a sense. I mean, if I can use that word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was extremely lucky. And that's part of of my uh, reasoning for, for doing the donations is, wow, I, I dodged a bullet here. What can I do to, you know, pay it back? Um, well, that was my next question. How did you get started? What 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 uh, what brought you into Bloodworks to start uh, donating uh, convalescent plasma? My brother-in-law uh, is a physician's assistant at what was Group Health now Kaiser, and he said, "You know, Peter, there's this antibody study the UW is doing. Well, of having been a you know UW employee, uh, I already had an account there and everything, so I gave them a shout, and they said, "Okay, we got to wait until your symptoms have." Uh, completely subsided. Anyway, so I signed up for the the UW study, and they made me wait for I think 30 days after all the symptoms had gone. And then uh, in the first part of my donation, then I believe, and you can check me on this, that uh, the antibody uh, donation was going into the study. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept doing it. The scale of this thing is is so mind-bogglingly huge. You know what's the latest? Uh, data, uh, more deaths in the U.S. Uh, uh, than the battlefield deaths in World Wars One, Two, and Vietnam combined. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So what can Joe Blow on the street do? Well, golly, you know, I kind of dodged a bullet with a mild case that never went below my neck, no chest congestion, and I think that's where it gets really serious. So wondering, well, what can I do? And I have been uh, doing apheresis for platelet donation uh, down in Tacoma for years when I was working uh, in the Fed Way area. And so I, I understood the process and I knew that it's really a fairly trivial process physically. Uh, there is a needle involved, but it's just not that big of a deal. So I thought, well, yeah, let me do what I can do here uh, to, to help fight this thing. kept you coming back well you know you talk uh, john about going to the store just to get out of the house (laughs) (laughs) i see Uh, well there's there's the v8 juice and the potato chips that's all that's right we got the perks Um, for you yeah but uh, you know it, it it's it's just doing the right thing But doing the right thing and doing it as many times as Peter Bono has done it are two different things. Since last spring, Peter Bono has donated COVID-19 convalescent plasma 14 times. That's among the most any COVID-19 convalescent plasma donor has given since the program began last April. How many times have you posted a picture of your CCP, your convalescent plasma donation on Facebook? (laughs) I'm not a Facebook guy, so that'd be zero. Any other, any other side effects, lingering, uh, you know, feelings that, that that this deadly virus hit you? Uh, you know, John, it's hard to tell. My wife and I both are. We've been cooped up in the house pretty much, you know, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's a small house, 850 square feet. It's an old beach cabin, and uh, and and maybe this is a symptom of COVID, but she has it too. Uh, and that is just getting a little fuzzy brain. Well, it might just be the aging process. You know, it's been a year of being in this house uh, and on the beach with the dog. 
so who knows if that's a lingering symptom. I haven't had any others. Um, my sense of taste, such as it is, has come back. Um, my sense of smell. So no, I, I think things have pretty much, uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, they've gone pretty well. If you're gonna get COVID, um, I, I lucked out. Okay, I wanna hit the pause button right here and take you back to last December when we told you about one of my coworkers here at Bloodworks, Angie Keller, and her mom, Lois Bodan, who contracted COVID-19 last summer. We called the episode, I've Never Been That Sick. In that episode, I spoke to Lois about how she had heard through Angie that CCP, convalescent plasma, was showing promise as a treatment. And besides that, Angie and I had something important in common. Both our moms had contracted COVID-19. My mom got it last spring and recovered. Lois got it in September and she pulled through also. Lois, how are you feeling today? I was sick before September 6th. I had not been feeling great. My son-in-law had uh, had the COVID and he, uh, my daughter got it from him and they were trying very hard to keep me separated from them but living in the same house that was hard and i started feeling really bad and we would check my oxygen and it was never like it should have been and finally on september 6th i knew i had to go and get tested and i went to a urgent care clinic it definitely was the worst i have ever felt you know i have never been that sick i mean i've had pneumonia before i've had uh different procedures. I've had surgery. I, I gave birth to four kids. I, uh, I have never, ever been that sick before. Lois told me that convalescent plasma donors like Peter Bono made the difference. It did. For the simple reason, I look at my son-in-law. He was the first one to come home with it. And uh, they, he didn't do the, they didn't hospitalize him. He did not do the, uh, plasma and uh, they only did the antibiotics and all and he has not bounced back as fast as I have and he's way younger than me so with my age yes the plasma made a big difference then I shared those feelings with Peter or I tried to I want to share something with you um and uh this comes from Angie Keller uh she's a co-worker here at Bloodworks and a few months ago, I talked to Angie and her mom, uh, Lois Bodan, who uh, did get COVID in September. And then because of uh, Angie's um, understanding of convalescent plasma through, you know, our involvement and your your donations, um, she was able to, to share that information with her mom's doctor. Um, uh, Lois Bodan got convalescent plasma and I said, when I'm talking to Peter today, um, is there a message that um, sorry, <laughs> she just wanted you to know that she's grateful. So, okay, I'm through it. I'm, I'm um, really glad to hear that. Um, you should know it. Okay. You should know that you made it. You may never know Lois or Angie, but the, the people who got this, um, wanted me to tell you thanks i'm just blissed out to do my part all right thanks again peter we'll see you john thanks you. for doing what you do bye thank you bye as of march 7th 
Bloodworks has at least temporarily paused the convalescent plasma program. There is now enough COVID-19 convalescent plasma, CCP, on hand to meet local needs. You should know that to date, more than 1,600 people like Peter, who've contracted the virus and had enough antibodies in their blood, came forward and donated convalescent plasma. 1,600. It was a resounding success with nearly 8,000 potentially life-saving units of antibody-rich plasma made available to patients sick with coronavirus. It was one of the very few promising treatments available before vaccines became available. And we're very grateful to our donors for their very important part in it. Thank you. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of Bloodworks 101. Oh, uh, one more thing. As I record the episode, Peter Bono is now looking for a new way to donate. I'm John Yeager for Bloodworks 101. See you next time. Thank you.